Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five-minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Hey everybody, welcome back to campus here at Trade Show University. This is the place to go where you want to get better at your shows, at your events, your expos. I'm Jim Sturmack, your host. Excited again to have you here today to learn, to keep getting better. Keep getting better, man. I'm just, I, I know you could be spending your time doing anything and I, I never take that for granted that you're, you're here learning because it's all about the money at the end of the day is that the ROI and we're going to help you get a better ROI today. This is going to be a great discussion. I'm really excited to dive in. We're going to be talking about having a more engaging trade show booth and, and that's, that is something that every exhibitor wants every exhibitor wants and today to join me to talk about this i have brandon cobb brandon is a seasoned marketing professional he has been very instrumental in driving market share and fostering customer loyalty and enhancing profits for companies of all sizes and through his expertise he he offers invaluable guidance to organizations especially during times of adversity his business is called marketingexec.us, and I'm going to have him tell us a little bit more about that, but excited for our conversation. Hey, Brandon, welcome to Trade Show University. Thank you very much. Very excited to be here. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyone that, anytime anyone has a, wants to talk about trade shows, <laughs> they're welcome here at the here on campus. But Brandon, tell us a little bit about marketingexec.us and, and a little bit about you. Yeah, so with marketingexec.us, been providing fractional CMO work. What that means is, you know, can work with a variety of clients at the same time and and uh, really fractionalize out the full time schedule to be helping, you know, multiple clients, maybe anywhere from one to ten hours a week. And so, yeah, it's it's been great helping a variety of of small to medium sized companies uh, either enhance their marketing department or really just build out their marketing departments. You know, and having worked in marketing for 15 years, obviously, I've been to a lot of trade shows, both as an exhibitor and as an attendee, love trade shows, love events. And, you know, there's a, a few booths that that really stand out that I'm excited to tell you about today. Awesome. Fantastic. So as a as a fractional CMO, you, you're, you've worked with a lot of companies over the years. I've been on your website and I saw a nice list of companies that you've worked with, some really big names there. So congrats to you for that. And so you you see that trade shows can be an important part of the overall marketing mix. Absolutely. Yeah. Ah, love fan- love trade shows. Fantastic. Great. Great. That makes two of us. So tell us, you said you've seen some good examples of booths out there. So let's start that. Let's start the the conversation there. You know, what have you seen and, and what are good some good elements that, that you have that really grabbed your attention? Yeah, well, and I think that's one of the the main things is how do you grab attention? How do you stand out? And, you know, one way to do that is to be entertaining. So 
I think my favorite booth ever was at the Florida International Medical Expo, FIME, in Miami. And so there was a brand that was promoting a product that improves joint health. And they had an elderly couple dancing to salsa. This was relevant in several ways. Number one, if you take their product, you too can imagine yourself living life to the fullest with full mobility and the freedom to move how you want to without pain. But number two, the elderly couple was, I, when I say elderly, I mean, they were very elderly. So if they can do it, anyone can. And also number three, like salsa goes with that Latin theme of being in Miami. So there was a lot of um, relevancy with what they were doing at that trade show. And anytime that couple was dancing and the music was playing, which, you know, by the way, I'm sure they needed some approval to have that music blasting at various times. But that music in itself was an attention capturing feature of the booth. And that drew people in like a magnet. But as they were dancing, there was always a huge crowd. And number one, it was very entertaining. Just, I mean, but there was a huge crowd recording with their phones. And then I'm sure those videos and pictures that they were recording got posted. And, and that further is amplifying the booth beyond the show itself. So I, I would say that's my favorite one. I have a couple others though, would like to tell you about too. Absolutely. But before you go on to the next one, I love that, that you start off with be entertaining because there's nothing, nothing better than making people smile. And that just draws people in. Now you have someone like something like a couple dancing salsa. And all of a sudden now you're looking, whoa, wait, they're, they're pretty old <laughs> and they, they should not be able to do this and how that yeah. ties into the whole brand of, of that company. That was just outstanding, just outstanding, but yeah, being entertaining and you, you have some people starting to starting to stop and they're looking and what draws a crowd more than a crowd. You know, people see yeah. other people watching. They're like, what are they looking at? And now you have an opportunity to drive more people. That's great. Great example to get us started off here. All right. Let's go on to the yeah. next one. Sure. So another booth I really liked was at the Leeds Con conference in Las Vegas. There was a company that did branded gift cards for, for any brand. So as part of the, basically, you know, the gift cards you would see when you go to the grocery store, you buy a Starbucks gift card or a Nike gift card. Now for small businesses, you can get a, a gift card branded to your company. So as part of that theme around uh, money on cards, in exchange for your contact information, they gave you a free Visa gift card that could be used anywhere. And you got to scan it right away to see what the balance was. So some of the balances were as low as a dollar and, you know, that, that may not be exactly the experience that you, you want to provide maybe a little disappointing, but some of the cards had enough for a lunch or some had much, much more on it to make anyone happy. And so that joy of gamification, uh, again, gamification of, of their booth was a fun thing, regardless if you won much money or not. But beyond the fun, they gathered leads and many people were willing to give their information because even the worst case scenario, you still got a dollar. So I thought that was really a fun way that they they didn't just do some random entertainment or excitement around the booth, but actually it played into specifically what their product was as well. Another another fantastic example, like you said, you know, you're 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 tying into the brand. I'm giving out a gift card. That's what we do. We do gift cards, and but that gamification, I love when I have when it's done well, when it's done right, and uh, the people aren't paying anything to get that gift card. So even if it's a dollar, 
but you have that opportunity. Of, oh, maybe this is going to be $50. Maybe it's going to be $20. Whatever it is, uh, you're getting something. It's not like you get nothing out of it. So they're, they're giving at least something away, which is really outstanding and making it fun, making it fun. Uh, and that gamification, really, really great example there. Have you ever, have you done any gamification, anything like that for your, your clients? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we, we've done things where there's been, so with Community Choice Financial, is a, co- a company actually based out of Ohio that had 500 store locations across the U.S. And we would do all kinds of fun stuff. So we'd have like a radio jockey on site broadcasting live. And that would be that attracting the customers and, you know, people listen to radio, make us top out to the event as well. We'd have sometimes bounce houses and face painting and balloon making clowns for kids And then with like swag giveaways, I think, you know, sometimes those get mundane, but like if you make it useful and unique and really can suggest to you guys a a great promo items guy, his name's Rich Buley at Proforma out of Cleveland, Ohio. He is, the interesting thing is promo items have a whole art and a true science behind them. And, you know, there's a lot of data that would go beyond what someone may think of on the surface about promo items. So really like choosing the right promo items that's going to give value to you and then free food. And and I'm talking good quality food, like barbecue pork sandwiches or good catering or, you know, these type of things. So, yeah, I mean, we've done, we've done raffles, we've done all kinds of stuff, but we've added in a lot of entertainment and, and I would say games and things as where it applies. There's a couple other examples too, that I could go through as well. Okay. Yeah. Some, some really great examples there. You, you talked about promo items, which are always very, very popular. And it's, it's always one of those topics where companies will, they'll gravitate towards the usual <clears throat> pens, post-it notes, things like that. And, and while those are great, it's not making that much of an impact and definitely not memorable and definitely not drawing people in <laughs> as compared to a, a pulled pork sandwich. <laughs> Obviously you might, that might not be branded, but if it, if it goes with a theme or with a brand or something like that, that's fantastic. And you brought something else up that I just want to make sure that the people don't miss out on. And because it sounds like some of these clients, like the, you said, community choice, they the some of the their events may be more like a a home fest home and garden show those kind of shows that are bringing in a lot of consumers and those are true trade shows it's not just the b2b shows it's any time where you have an opportunity where your target audience is walking in front of you that is an opportunity there and so using different items as giveaways but letting people know Hey, come to the show and you're going to get this. Come to this event today and we are giving out this, but make sure you're not just giving it out. And uh, you brought this up earlier. Make sure that you're grabbing their contact information. You're grabbing email addresses and things like that. So so, it's a lot of, lot of great examples there. All right. I, I kind of derailed you there for a second, but what do you have other examples? Yeah, I mean, so the so one other thing I wanted to say is if you have a really unique high tech product, and and this is going, uh, so you're you're exactly right. I've been at put on trade shows where you're more uh, consumer in consumer facing, and more trade shows where you're uh, facing the you know B two B clients and, and things. So on regardless, if you have a high tech product, then of course you want to demonstrate that at the event as well. So I've seen like a neuromarketing agency put 
sometimes people don't quite understand what, well, what, what are they going to do with neuromarketing? Well, they put, they, they demonstrate it right there. So they put EEG on uh, some of the marketers who have attended this event and truly demonstrate that when they're surveying people for you, the responses people are giving you verbally, they're double, they're cross-checking with their brain waves and they're spiking to see if, if their passive body responses match what they're verbally telling you. So you're getting to see what they're actually going to go do with their product or service to provide it to a business. And you're getting to demonstrate it and experience it yourself. Or even like a letter writing machine that mass writes letters, but it's a robot with a real pen writing with every single letter, every letter being slightly unique handwrite, like slightly different strokes and different things. And so what these do is when you see these high tech products in action, of course, you're going to stop and see. So I think really demonstrating your product, if it is visually fun to watch in action. Wow. Wow. That's, you're bringing up a couple of things that I did not know a whole lot about and neural marketing. That, that sounds like a whole nother topic, a whole nother podcast episode. But the, the having the robots, I mean, that that could have a similar effect to the your salsa dancers that you mentioned earlier. But having that robot, because it's something that is so unique. And what is it doing? It's not just, you know, putting two pieces parts together. It is actually doing unique handwriting. Oh, my goodness. The, the amount of the, the where where technology is going. And I know that is probably not super advanced, but that is just it could be really, really cool to see. And that it could be another thing to draw people in to to make that engagement. So so when you have someone like that or you have you have one of those attractions, you have the salsa dancers, you have the the handwriting robot. What is the next step? What do, what do exhibitors do when people are there at the booth and they're watching the salsa dancers? What's the next step so the people don't just walk away? Yeah, so you really want to, <clears throat> number one, start a, a genuine, natural conversation with people. And on that technology front, especially if you can put something on the person. So, I mean, I've seen Samsung put their virtual reality on you and then you're having a discussion about it. I've personally uh, helped a company called Not Impossible Labs go and be at trade show booths. And what we had was a, a, a system for people who are paralyzed with a pair of glasses, maneuver a computer with the movement of their eyes. So you could put on the glasses and then you could be moving your eye around and that's the mouse on the computer, but you're getting to see it and you're getting to test it. So when you're, you're, you're number one, you're not, they're not, it's ideal that, the, the, the attendees of the show are not just walking by and just standing there watching. Like at that salsa dance, it'd be great if you could get maybe some of the customers, maybe some of the people standing by to start dancing with the group. They didn't do that, but I'm saying that would be the next step yeah. or here with technology, putting it on them. And then you're starting a conversation after that. And you're really just trying to build a rapport and get to know the person uh, because when you just ask for the contact information, you ask for the lead without building much rapport, even if you get that lead, it doesn't mean it's not that memorable afterwards when you go to follow up. And, and, but, but when you do, when you do capture the information, I would say, make it as easy as possible. So, you know, some trade shows have where you scan the badge and if it's that simple, that's quick and easy. But if, if you do have to capture the actual information, then ideally making it like a digital capture so you don't uh, misread their handwriting. 
uh, I think is is probably good. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you want to have a simple process, a simple way that it's getting fed into some type of CRM or or, or format or database that um, is going to make it usable data later. So I've seen a lot of people capture information and not really have a good way to then make it very usable afterwards. But if good data in means good data out. So the the more uh, organized it is as you're capturing it, the better off you'll be when you get home after the trade show. Oh, that's just such an important point. Good data in, <laughs> good data out. That is it's so critical. And for a lot of companies, and you make you make just a great point here that I just want to expand on. For a lot of companies, you have a small staff and they're working the show, they get back, and now they've been away from the office for a while and they're inundated with life. The the day-to-day business, all they've now have 150 emails to respond to and phone calls and other work that's piled up. And if you don't have if you have to like plow through all this data and try to make sense of it then you're wasting time you're losing time in the quit in the follow-up and some of these and i've i've worked with some companies before where it could be weeks and weeks and weeks and before they even start the follow-up process because they've been so inundated and backed up and by by the time you do the follow-up the people don't remember you they don't don't remember your booth they they or maybe they went to a competitor they were in the market so being as efficient as possible in that data capture and bringing that into a CRM system so that you can quickly and make sure you have that follow-up process mapped out before the show so you don't have to think about that or what do I do with all this data that it's ready. You've got emails ready to go. You've got a, a process ready to go that you can just jump into and be as efficient as possible and don't let it just sit that because data that sits is data that will start to rot and get get old very, very quickly. Great stuff there. Yeah, that's right. And I think you could even, you know, there would be ways that you could set up a drip campaigns on your CRM where as soon as like maybe it's already pre-scheduled out, doesn't matter what data you capture, but within, let's say two days after the the show ends, you already have your messages written out of, of some general format. And you have some, it's nice to mention some specifics about what you experienced with the person there. So it's not just too uh, generic, but what I'm getting at is like, you can already have a lot of the, uh, the follow-up outreach a little bit automated. So it's almost like it's just pre-scheduled even before you capture the data that it's going to go out two days after the trade show. And, and that timeliness is important. I mean, I even know I headed up a demand generation department unrelated to, to just specific uh, trade shows, but it was, if you didn't contact the lead quickly, it became useless after a while. So that is important. And then I think you also talked about the the small teams and, you know, it's just a, a small group maybe there. And so I think that staff, you, you need to make sure your staff is trained. So Train your booth staff to be knowledgeable, approachable, enthusiastic. This is really something that, you know, having the right human personality at your booth can make all the difference. So encourage them to engage attendees proactively. That means asking open-ended questions, listening actively. And, and then, of course, staff should be well-versed on your products and your services and, the capable, and capable of providing any information that's being asked from, you know, attendees who are stopping by. Wow, you're speaking my language. <laughs> when when you're talking about engagement with those attendees, I love that you you talked about 
having making sure your staff is knowledgeable, approachable, and enthusiastic. And I think I think most companies probably have the knowledgeable stuff down better than the other two because they they have people from their company, so they're knowledgeable. They're they're experts in specific areas on the products, on the services they provide. But approachable and enthusiastic is more hard to find. So that and that does take training. It does help or it does help if you at, tell your staff, look, people are not going to approach you if you're not smiling, if you're not engaging, if you've got, there's some basics there of just people skills, making them approachable. And when you're smiling, you just appear more enthusiastic and then be enthusiastic when you're talking about it. I mean, you have, you have uh, one shot to, to grab the attention of some of these people and that could be your next big customer. And you just don't know who that's going to be. So it's just mm -hmm. a, a great, great points there. Any other tips that, that you want to share with people on how to, how to, do this right the right way yeah i have a handful of them and with that of course you want to look professional right so whether your budget's smaller and you're working with a local print shop to create your tablecloths and banners and branded tents or whatever you may have or if it's if, if you have a larger budget you may consider searching out exhibit design firms who specialize in making booths stand out so that will create, you know, if you have a, a larger budget, more of the booths where you see the big brands that have the big pillars and the unique framing around their booth and, and maybe video content. So visual impact, like just high quality graphics and, and dynamic signage. If you have high quality video, video going and yeah, just making uh, use of lighting as well. So strategic use of lighting can can really have an effect, but that's where you really need a designer in some of those aspects. But it, you can do this anywhere from a small budget, just professional looking printed materials, banners and different things and just making it look clean and easy. But also I think it's important to stay on your be consistent with your brand. So many companies have like brand guidelines, brand standards, or, or just general voice or theme of their brand. And you don't want to necessarily go outside of what your brand is. So you do want to stay consistent with, especially if people have seen you before, what your brand is. It, but, but be creative and know that this is an opportunity to make a first impression for some of these attendees who are coming by. And, you know, of course, first impressions can can be a, a lasting impression. So yeah, a couple of those I want to reiterate. Thank you for those. Cause those are those were powerful tips. Rewind that. Listen to that again. <laughs> but uh, a couple of things you brought up, you know, en engage the senses, you know, with video by by having a compelling video that's also possibly useful that that also co corresponds to your branding. It could be done low budget to big budget. You could have a video wall. Yeah, that is has the 3D videos and stuff like that. And that could be a huge amount if you've got that kind of budget. Or you could rent a couple of video monitors from the show planner, show organizers, or just order a couple from from a from a retailer. It's they're they're not that expensive anymore. You can get a 55 inch monitor for, you know, three, $400 that you can use for the show and, and have a, make a nice splash with a great video. You mentioned lighting. Another thing that really draws people's eyes, draws people's attention. And if we really want to engage the senses, go back to our pulled pork sandwiches, <laughs> that, that smell of pulled pork that can draw people from a couple of aisles over to, to your booth could be really, really powerful. 
And, but overall, just looking professional and making sure that it's tied to your brand. You, it, that is just such an important point. And you really emphasize that very, very well, but make sure that when people leave, they're not going, wow, it's, it's not, there's not a disconnect in their mind of what you are as a company and what you've been putting out there. And also if someone comes and they see that, they see those salsa dancers and they're, and they're going back and they're telling people, wow, you should have seen these dancers. They were amazing. And they, they must've been 80 years old. And they were incredible. And someone says, oh, what company was it? that they remember who you were, <laughs> that they don't just remember the dancers. They remember, oh yeah, that was this cut. That was ABC company. And wow, it was really, really well done. So that yeah. is very memorable. I think that is very important. You, you really, you know, if, if, if you remember the experience, but you don't remember the company, that doesn't do you any, any good either. So that is important. And then when you're talking about engaging the senses, it just made me think like smell. And like you said, smell and sense are, it, let's say you have a cleaning product, a nice fresh smell like around your booth and, you know, it adds mm. to it. So it's all, it, as long as it plays into the, the, the purpose of your product, the purpose of your brand. And even with that, I think when you're going to these uh, trade shows, you need to clarify or define your goals, clarify your objectives and just understand, are you really, is your main goal to generate leads? Is it to increase brand awareness? Is it to showcase new products or build industry relationships? Because whatever that is, that's going to have a slight effect around uh, what design and what engagement strategies you're going to align with. Wow, this is this has really been, you've come full circle, <laughs> ended with goals, which is what I talk about all the time. In fact, my very first episode I ever did of Trade Show University was all about goal setting. So bringing all this together with goals, this has been like a master class of how to create that that engaging booth from, from the look, the branding, starting with those goals, training your staff the correct way. Wow, just been really, really solid. Brandon, thank you so much for sharing all that. If you want people to take away one or, one or two key points from, from our discussion today, what would you want them to take away? Break through the noise. So again, just finding a way to be to be different and breaking through the hundred of other booths that are at the show, and be in, intentful. Be be intentional with with what you're doing because the, yes, like you had said, if you break through the noise but you don't remember the company name, or if your goal is to gather leads and you don't end up getting a lead you've missed the mark as well. So there's two yeah. steps there. Break through the noise and then be intentional with what you're trying to accomplish. Boom. That was fantastic. What a great way to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much, Brandon. If people wanted to reach out to you and learn a little bit more about the marketingexec.us, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. Well, you can go to marketingexec.us. You know, I know everybody is used to .coms, but .us is is an ending of a website. So marketingexec.us. And then you can message me at Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-E-N, Sonato, and B-R-A-N-D-E-N at marketingexec.us. Or lastly, find me on LinkedIn as well. And I'll look forward to connecting, having a conversation with you, and maybe we can advance some of your goals. 
Fantastic. Reach out to Brandon, connect with him on LinkedIn. He knows his stuff, as you heard today. He helps with trade shows, and, and obviously he does uh, way more than that and knows marketing inside and out, which is going to help you have a better trade show if that's what you're looking to do. So, Brandon, thank you so much for joining me today on Trade Show You, man. It's been, this has been awesome. Really, really appreciate you, you sharing your expertise. Thank you, Jim. All right, everybody, connect with Brandon and keep binging here, man. Keep keep binging. Get over to our website, tradeshowu.biz, another odd ending, <laughs> .biz, tradeshowtheletteru.biz. Sign up for our email newsletter. We've got so much great stuff coming up and, and more new episodes. But keep coming back. Keep getting better. We'll see you here on campus next time at Trade Show University. I want to take a second to cover one of the hottest topics in the events industry right now, and that is data analytics. If you're a show organizer, you're probably trying to gain a leg up on how to return to revenue. One company leading the charge for growing events is Bear Analytics. With their cutting-edge platform called Bear IQ, it easily aggregates, cleans, and measures event performance, showing you exactly where to focus your marketing, sales, and education team's energy. The best part? It's powered by the data you're already collecting. It means you could use their predictive tools to grow audience, increase exhibitor and sponsor sales, and easily measure engagement across your education and certification programs. If you're even a little curious about this, reach out to them at bearanalytics.com. Tell them Jim sent you. Mention code TSU to unlock a free post-event report.